When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, right. it's, it's kind of creamy. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Welcome to the Minnesota State Fair. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app where uh, we finally didn't get chaotic weather here. It was like hailing yesterday. Two days ago, it was raining all day. That's what happens when Lou Nanny shows up. The sky's parked. The sky's parked. It's 72 right. degrees. <laughs> Thank God we don't have the rain. <laughs> it's, it's smart enough to know to clean up its act, Lou, when you get here. It's a lot and a long walk, you know, from the front door to get here, so... I ran into an abandoned Lou Nanny like an hour and a half ago, just yeah. alone. Starved. He walked in front of us during the twin show, I think, and said hi real quick. I was going to get myself a little food. What'd you get? I started with the olives, I went to the corn, and then I had the mini uh, mini donuts. Okay. Okay, so we That's talked about... That's a complete day right there. Yeah. I, so Solid. we were talking about this off mic, but explain the... Uh, so it's fried olives, right? right? Explain the fried olives to us. I don't know. It's just uh, I, the olives are stuffed, and they got like a corn dog on there. And it's on a stick, like my son-in-law's got the pizza on a stick here, Tino. It's the same way. It looks the same thing, only not quite as large as as the uh, Panzerotti and the Calzone. But it, I don't know, it just tastes real good. It's funny, like you can put it's anything fried. inside yeah. of like a corn dog casing and, and fry it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You know that might be it. You could put my shoe in corn dog batter and fry it. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna take a crack at it. I'm corn dog started it all. I think yep. you're right. That's like really it. true. Yeah, a Nike free 5.0 inside yeah. of a corn dog sure. shell. Yeah. What are we dipping it in? <laughs> That's my question. What are we dipping it in? Absolutely <laughs> important. <laughs> so, Lou Nanny, uh, it's it's always fun having you out here, and it's good timing too. Because well, good and bad timing. It was a bad. A bad year for the Wild, and they had to make a change. So uh, Billy Guerin is the new general manager, and they're going to have another go at it here post-Chuck Fletcher. So what are your thoughts on just the last, not only the last month for the Wild, but the last 13 months for the Wild? Well, as we can tell, you know, there, uh, there was more unrest than we knew about, and, uh, and some of the moves didn't quite work out. But I think that it was more, of the move, more than the moves. It was just the atmosphere and what was going on from what, what, a, what we understand now after you listen to Craig and that, and and people then get quite concerned as to why the move was made three weeks ago than earlier. But I'll tell you a little story that happened to me at the Board of Governors years ago. Uh, we had an owner call. His name was Jack Vickers. He owned the Colorado Rockies. And at that time, this is before Colorado now, you know, back and had a good team, won a Stanley Cup. So he wasn't doing very well, so he came to the board, and he says, I'm selling my team to uh, Arthur Imperator from New Jersey. And a couple of the uh, owners got up and says, we're not voting for you, we're not supporting you, we need the Colorado market, uh, this is not the time to move, and I'll never forget, Vicar stood up, he's a gentleman, been in the oil business, been in the oil business all my life, and I learned one thing that stuck with me forever, when you dig a dry hole, you don't keep digging. So, as I said to Leopold, if that's the way you felt, it's never wrong to... There's no such thing as bad timing when you make a move. And sure enough, he sold the team, right? And yeah. they moved to Jersey and became yeah. the Devils. That's exactly right. So, so Lou, uh, separating what happened with Paul as far as, as relationships go in the front office and things like that, what do you think, as training camp gets set to start, about the moves he made on the ice? Well, uh, I hated the Niederreiter deal, and I, I said that before, and I even said to him, I just, 
You and I talked on the, on podcast, the podcast so many times. Yeah. I said, this kid's going to score again. Don't do it. And Rask, on top of that, you know, you, you're talking about getting, you want to get younger and faster. Well, Rask is not a great skater. So you got young, you got a little, maybe you're younger, but you got a lot slower. Mm-hmm. So that one I didn't like. I, Coyle's got a chance. That, that deal's got a chance to be a good one, an adequate one, because Donato always could uh, score. He's going to be able to score. And I think he'll get more goals than Coyle in his career. Uh, the downside of that, he won't be as good a checker. He won't be as all around. He won't be as strong. Like in, when you looked at the playoff hockey this year, that, that'll be a little different. Uh, Fiala, Paul thought that he could get 35 goals in, in this league, and if he does, then that'll be a great deal. But he's only got two so far, and I mean 35 in a year. And uh, right. And I, I hope that Fiala can, because you, you gave up your best player. You want to make sure you get a real good asset back. So that's what concerns me. I, I, I think I, he likes Fiala so much, and I can understand his thinking that he didn't care if he got a draft choice. Well, I would have held out for something plus. You're giving up your best player for an unproven young. So there's no way in the world. Draft pick back. Yeah, you, you okay. got to you got to get a gra- draft pick back on that deal. But those those things happen. All general managers make mistakes. They, they, the one thing I like about a general manager willing to make a deal is that they have the fortitude to make a deal. Some guys don't have the fortitude to make a deal. Now, the deals might not always turn out right, and you have to live with that. But at the end of the day, when you make a deal, you have to remember one thing. You make a deal with the thinking that whatever you're getting coming back is going to perform better than what you had before. It doesn't matter what the other guy does somewhere else. As long as this guy performs better than what you gave up was performing for you, then you've got to be happy with the deal. Lou, what would be the first thing? Say you're Bill Guerin, you sit down in that general manager's office. What's the first thing you're doing to set the tone as your time as the GM? Uh, giving the people confidence that I'm going to be involved with them at all times, especially as staff. Before I make a deal, I'm going to talk to every one of you. I want your input. At the end of the day, i got to make the deal, but I want all the information that I can so I, I have the opportunity to make the best deal. I still might disagree with you. I'm going to make the call I want. But have them involved. Have them feel part of it. Uh, create an atmosphere where everybody feels open and confident enough to give you their honest opinion. Not what you want to hear, but what they really think. That's very important to get. As far as the team, I'd go down there and I'd straighten, you know. When I took over the team, you know, Friday I was their teammate. Saturday I was general manager and coach. That never happened before or since. And I got in front of the team. I said, let me tell you one thing. Uh, I consider all of you guys in this room to be my friend. And I, I look at you as friends, but I, I have to make the deals I have to make. And after I make the deal, if you're prerogative to consider me a friend or not, I'm still going to think of you as a friend. But that will not deter me from making a deal, so don't test me. First guy I traded was a guy I rode with for four years. you know, And, and, uh, and there was one guy, I'm not going to say his name, I had to buy him out, and he was my last roommate. I, the night I got called... That night I had a separate room in New York. We had an extra player. I was the oldest. I was almost 37, so I had my own room. But uh, I said, i got to buy you out. I said, try to trade you. I can't trade you. You make too much for this team. It's not worth it. And he said, I won't take it. I said, you're going to take it. And he said, Louis, how could you talk like that? He said, you know, uh, we were roommates. I said, i got to do what i got to do. I, I, it's just the way it is. So I won't take it. It's look, you're going to take it. And, and so... I want you to know it's a good time to go start a family. If you can get another job or another team, you'll make more money. But if you yeah. can't, you, you can take your kids and, and start another business. He said, well, what if I don't take it? I said, if you don't take it, I'm moving you someplace in America every week without your family. So you're going to give in. Make up your mind now. You, you want to wait two months while I, I travel you and run you through the mill? No, I don't want to do it. And I will do it. That's just the difference. And so he took it. Yeah. And and that's what you got to do. I feel like just with with so much media attention and pressure on professional sports, and the money is ratcheted up, and fans know how much money is in professional sports. It's got to be really hard to build a culture as a general manager, as an ownership group, where everyone's on the same page, and nobody's looking. When things start to go a little bit off the rails, there's not backstabbing, and there's not. You know, a, a lack of cohesion. I would think in today's era, it's difficult. It's it's not any more difficult than it was before, because everything's relative. What we were making money wise, relative was a lot of money then, and it was the same same idea. What, what you have to be is you have to be honest, straightforward, and the players got to know you're not joking, you're not kidding, and and you've got to be fair. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not be in charge 
of that team. And and uh, if you know, uh, I mean, I I can tell you other stories when I fired people for. I'm, I'm trying to save their job. They go behind my back, and, and I'm trying to save the job. And the owner says, what do you think about this? So I call you back in 10 minutes. Went down, fired the guy, called back. I said, oh, the guy doesn't work for us anymore. That's just the way it is. <laughs> I mean, you cannot have anything else but true, honest, strong leadership. If you do, if you do, then you're going to set yourself up for situations that are eventually going to eat in, into the the atmosphere of the team and the cohesiveness of the team, and you're going to lose it. Do you think Billy Guerin is? I do. Is this? Yeah, and when, you know, I'm having dinner with him tonight. But I mean, when and if I ever talk to him about anything, and he's come through a great organization. He's worked with Jimmy Rutherford, who's a Hall of Famer. He's terrific. I'm sure he's heard it. But I'll just reiterate: be the boss. You know, I I give talks to organizations, stuff like that, and I will say, do your job. Whatever your job is, do your job. Mm-hmm. Well, his job is the boss. Be the boss. So, Lou, uh, when, when it comes to Bruce as well, and, and I think Bruce is a very good coach. So do I. But when it comes to a GM, especially coming in this late, inheriting a coach, does that make it difficult when, when the GM couldn't hire the coach? Because the, the one thing I will say is, I think Bruce is the right guy for this team. But you are putting a, a GM into a situation now where he has to get to know a key employee of his. Well, stop and think of it right now. We just talked about the timing of this whole thing. Yep. You're going to camp in 10 days. Who are you going to get right now that you think oh, you're was not. your guy? You're not. So you have an opportunity to work with a guy that's been a winner. He's been successful. He's got a hell of a track record. Well, now you'd say, I'm going to work with him. I'm going to see how he operates. And all this time, you're going to gather information. You're going to watch how he operates. You're going to discuss your, your thoughts, his thoughts, and at the end of the, the day, you know, after months and months, you'll make a decision, well, I really like this guy, or I don't, because you could be uh, a, a general manager somewhere else, but you haven't dealt with a coach on another team. He might look good from afar, but you don't know, so anytime you hire a coach, you're taking a, a chance on what the personality is going to be like, what his operation was be like, so I think uh, it's very fortunate for Garen to come in to have a coach that's so seasoned and so successful and be able to right then to make a judgment and go from there. Lou, where do you think, by the way, Lou Nanny's hanging out with us here, uh, Mackie and Judd live at the Minnesota State Fair. Jason Stark will join us via phone here to talk twins in about 10 minutes or so. Where do you think the Wild are in the winning cycle right now? Is, is Stanley Cup Bubble the goal? Bubble playoffs. Yeah, I, I think they got enough to make the playoffs, and Bruce is going to have to do a good job, and they're going to have to... You know, get some of these guys that have really shown the the possibility of being better performers and, and more productive than they are and get them to hit those levels, and then they could be good. And I say bubble team because the West has got a lot of good teams. They, they've made some good improvement in some the, of these the teams. The Central, yeah. again, is you know, I, I'm, I, I'm I'm talking about the whole yeah. conference, you know, so you're battling all the time. So I think that they have enough to do it, and things have to work in their favor. You need good goals, and you got to stay away from injuries. And the guys... The guys that are supposed to score have to score because you just don't manufacture goals for us. You, you, you know, it's, it's something that's tough to do, and the guys that have a history have to come through with it. Yeah. Are they going, do you, in your mind, within the next year or so, get Kaprasov out of Russia? Well, I would if I was in I'd my, send you. I, yeah, Personally, I, I'd send yeah, you. I'd go and get him. I, sm- I smuggled <laughs> a lot of Czechoslovakia. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I just don't know. What, you know, I can't stand the fact in that he had been right? here for two years. Frankie came in a trunk? Well, no, I was going to put him in a trunk, and the, and the guy in Zagreb says, no, 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 get, call your senator, which I picked up the phone right from his office and got a senator to get a visa, so I got him out of there. They wouldn't let him off the plane in Britain because it was a visa for the U.S., so the immigration guy said, you go up and get the next two tickets out of town. Fortunately, he was a Concord, so I got on the Concord <laughs> and I got him home. But that, that's, that's another amazing. story. Yeah, I think I, I sense another consulting job for you coming up here. <laughs> Wouldn't be a consultant. You gotta, you, you gotta go and romance the guy and never, never stop. Yeah, but if really. you went, if you went, you, you wouldn't leave without him. That, that's well, I don't that's know if I the could, di- but that's the difference. I would try and get him home, but <laughs> I know you would. But I, I know one thing: I would have been spending a lot more time over there than they've done. Oh, yeah, mean, well, I would have been there every couple months. Chuck and Paul didn't. Both no, of them. No. I. I I would. This kid definitely would have been there. Yeah, this, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Lou, before we say goodbye, with every live guest we've had on stage here, from Lindsey Whalen to Gerson Rosas, mm. we have put them through a five-question: Do you know the State Fair challenge? 
Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to spring this on you right now. Five no's. (laughs) It will be multiple choice, all right? Yeah. All right, let's fire up some game show music. Uh, Gerson Rosas and Pete Najarian are the leaders right now with two out of five corrects. So yeah, all you Lindsay have to do, only got one, right? Yeah, Lindsay, a very disappointing showing from Lindsay Whalen, who's <laughs> a true Minnesotan. So pressure's on here because yeah. you're also a true Minnesotan here. <laughs> Question number one. How long would it take the average cow to produce all the milk served during the 12-day fair run? So if it was one cow, if it was Bessie, and she produced all the milk at the state fair, would it be two months... Eight months, I'm sorry, uh, two years, eight years, or 20 years? I was going to say, I'd say eight years. Eight years is correct. All right. Lou already has equaled Lindsay Whalen. I think you won this one time. No, no, correct. No, No, I I think you did. You did pretty well. All right. Question number two. This is to tie for the lead here. All right. How many cookies does one batch of dough at Sweet Martha's yield? How many? So you take one batch of dough, how many cookies do you get? 10, 500, or 5,000? 500. It's 5,000 is the correct Whoa. answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. How big is that batch? Cookies. I know. Large. Yeah. <laughs> about my size. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Stands about as tall as mm-hmm. I do. All right. How many rolls of toilet paper does the state fair go through every year? Is it 5,000, 11,000, or 22,000? 22,000. Everyone's gotten that one right so far. Oh, yeah, yeah 22,000. Yeah, if you said 50,000, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lewis tied for the lead. Now you're free rolling here with two questions to go. If measured end-to-end, how many miles of footlong hot dogs are sold at the fair every year? Is it 35 miles of footlong hot dogs, 75 miles, or 112 miles? You said 112 to fool a person because it sounds funny. 75. His logic is right, but it was 35. Mm. Okay. 35. Yeah, it's only 35. Yeah. That seems low. That, I say this every time. That's the that most surprising really one. Low. Yeah. And this is, so you're tied for the lead. This is to win and, and, all the and put yourself so. at the top of the leaderboard here. How much manure is hauled out of the livestock barns every year at the fair? Is it 10,000 pounds, 500,000 pounds, or 6 million pounds? Well, it's not 6 million. 10,000 pounds or, or 5,000? Would you say? Or, uh, 10,000, 500,000, or 6 million? 10,000 is a lot of manure. Uh, <laughs> I love the deduction going on. Dude. Yeah, I, I, I got to say uh, <laughs> 10,000. Okay, we fact checked this. Apparently, 500,000? 6 million. <laughs> those, that, that, those guys, those guys are, are making manure every second. Man. I mean, that, that's too much. It's according to the fact book. The look of disgust on Lou's face was outstanding. He's ready to leave just at the mirror. He's like, I can't believe that. He's ready to go. But let's give Lou a round of applause. Thank you, Lou. Thank you. Appreciate nice it. See you guys. for the lead. Lou Nanny. Take care, Louie. Thanks Thank for coming. Thanks for hanging out, Lou. Enjoy Greece. Thanks right. a lot, Lou. Appreciate All it. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk to Jason Stark via the phone here shortly on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. But let's first talk about America's fastest-growing TV brand. That would be TCL and the TCL Alto Soundbar as well. You get a full entertainment experience when you partner the TCL Alto Soundbar, which is compatible with any TV for the most part, but most compatible with TCL TVs. And then the TCL Roku TV with the built-in Roku device giving you access to 5,000-plus streaming channels and 500,000-plus movies and TV show episodes. We've got a bunch of TCL TVs all over the hallways in the studios at Score North, and we have a glorious 65-inch TCL TV here that the wind has almost knocked onto social media, Seth, about five times already during this show. So uh, if TCL does fall on Seth, well... We can always replace Seth. We can't, we can't replace the TCL TV. TV so. is not replaceable. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. Go to TCLUSA.com or any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities to check out TCL TVs for yourself. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North live from the Minnesota State Fair. the Minnesota State Fair. Mackie and Judd with Rami on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. And if you don't have that mobile app, go and get it for your chance to win $50,000. How much? $50,000, Phil Mackie. What? That's right. Excuse me? That's right. $50,000. That's not a typo, is it? I'm just reading it off of this. I'm Ron How do Bur- I do that? I'm Ron Burgundy. I, I just mean, read what's in front of me. If the read says $50,000. <laughs> and here's how you can win the $50,000. The Twins are a 
about to break the MLB home run record for a team in one season. It's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. The only question is, who is going to hit that historic number 268? If you can correctly guess the player, you're entered to win $1,000. If that player hits a grand slam on the historic number 268, you're entered to win $50,000 life-changing money just for a bomba, just for a simple home run that goes over a fence at a major league ballpark. You could win $50,000. Here's how you do it. Download the Score North mobile app. Register with your name and email. Enter via listener rewards in the main menu, and you are entered in the Bombas Away for 50K sweepstakes from your friends here at Score North. Jason Stark from The Athletic and MLB Network, you're eligible. You are eligible. I'm eligible. Yes. Uh, maybe not, actually. I mean, you're, you're a part of our show. We could probably create a loophole for you, though, if you want to win $50,000. So we're a little... Who would I pick, though? Well, who um, would you pick? I guess Williams Astudillo's out of the question, right? No, he, <laughs> actually, uh, he is an option because he might get activated in September before they break the record. So he is an option. Hmm. All right, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you really want to pick? Good call. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Not Byron Buxton. Uh, I'll go C.J. Crone. What do you think? Okay. All right. Solid. C.J. Crone. Jason Stark is... I am not eligible. I would go Miguel Sano, though. The frequency that that guy's been hitting him lately, I think I'd go Miguel Sano. Yeah. That's what he does. Nelson Cruz. Although, it it does feel like... So, the Yankees are creeping up. Now, the Yankees have played three more games than the Twins, but the Yankees are only nine home runs behind the Twins right now. So the, the, it's not a foregone the, the, the Twins are probably going to break the record first, but they have to hold off the Yankees throughout the entire month of September. Are we going to have a Sosa Maguire <laughs> situation it is. It's here? A, it's a yeah. Team Sosa, Team Maguire situation, Jason. <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of a metaphor for the Twins' whole existence, trying to hold off the Yankees. Right? The, Yankees are, <laughs> the Yankees are done with the Orioles. Yeah, well, you said the Yankees are done with the Orioles? They're done with them. Yeah, so yep. so that's that's good. Yeah, didn't for, they hit, like, almost 60 home runs? I'm not even exaggerating. I think they hit almost 60 home runs against the Orioles alone. There's no almost about it. They hit 61. Wow. Oh, wow. Look, look at their numbers against the Orioles this year, and they look like Roger Maris's numbers from 1961, only better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jason, who who's in worse shape, in, in your mind, in the American League right now as far as what they're trying to do? The Detroit Tigers or Baltimore, which clearly went into the season, obviously, with a plan to lose? (laughs) I don't know if the Tigers went into the season with a plan to lose 118, but that's what they're going to do. Um, You know, it's a tough question to answer. I've been contemplating this one. Um, The Orioles, they're both a really long ways away. The Orioles are in the AL East, so that's not good. And, you know, I think... They're, you know, they've probably got a, a clearer vision of where, where they're going from here. But the Tigers are in the AL Central. That's, a, that, that's probably going to be a little more forgiving. The Tigers have all those arms in the minor leagues. Not that they have anybody on the field that you would look at and think, well, that guy's going to be part of it when they win again. So that's unanswerable. But I, I guess just based on division, I'll go Tigers. As the worst team in baseball right now? Do you th- well, that wasn't quite the question, was it? <laughs> no. Which one? The Tigers was... are the worst team, I think. Do you they're, think? They're, do you think Guardy knew what he was watchable. getting into when he took that job, Jason? No. <laughs> I know for a fact he didn't. Really? They were almost recognizable when he took the job. <laughs> now, who the heck are these people playing for him now? I have no clue when I saw him last week. What happened to Miguel right. Cabrera? How did this happen so fast to Miguel Cabrera, one of the greatest hitters of a generation? Uh, his body just broken down. He's got no lower half at all. He's still like the the arms and the hand eye. They still work, but the, there's no lower half. He's got. I, I mean, the the Reds called up a guy that they non tendered, right? And then he had more home runs in like two weeks than Miguel Cabrera has all season. Yeah. So I, is are, is his lower half? Like, you know, is it gone forever, or is it is it what what is it? Is, is there a chance I, I, he bounces back? I mean, a guy with the kind of hand-eye skills and the bat-to-ball skills of Miguel Cabrera, I, I would like. I would think there might be a way that they could get him to lose a bunch of weight, get in better shape, 
not put quite a, as big a load on that lower half, and there'd be hope. He's still hitting like 390 with runners in scoring position or something, right? So it, it's, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's just there's nobody around him. There's no, you know, he lives with a big moment. There's not going to be another big moment for that team until like 2023. Exactly. If that, right? Um, in, in your mind, Jason, are the Mets done now? Because they obviously had that great stretch where they played fantastic baseball. At that time, I think they played some questionable teams. But now that they're back into uh, playing some tough teams, they got swept by the Braves in uh, the past few days, playing the <laughs> Cubs now. Are they? Is that feel-good story basically over, you think? Uh, you know, this is a hard race to fall out of, the NL wildcard race. But... You know, I'm, I'm working on one of those what we've learned in August columns, and like I just kind of joking to do out there to some of these people I talked to. Did, did the Mets win the deadline? Which, of course, is not accurate. Sure. And one of them said to me, "The Mets remind me of that team in the NBA that's down 24 in the third quarter and cuts it to five, but you know they're not going to win." <laughs> that's awesome. So I, I think he yeah. thinks they're dead. <laughs> That's a fair comparison. I like that. Uh, Jason Stark from The Athletic and MLB Network. Uh, you and your colleague Ken Rosenthal partnered on a piece on The Athletic. So what's the word on the Royals right now? It sounds like they will be sold or they're in discussions about a sale, and we're talking a billion-dollar price tag. What, what can you tell us? Well, they're, they're not just in discussions. They're in deep discussions. And, you know, we, we were very careful about how we raised it in this story because there's still a chance that this could fall through but if I were a betting man based on what I've heard it's going to happen it's going to happen this year it could happen as soon as next month and the uh, the Glass family is going to turn a big profit (laughs) like like we should all put together like shake our piggy banks and see if we can buy the the twins or somebody else because there's money in that I mean, the athlete, I know the Athletics off to a good start. Could the Athletic just buy uh, could just buy the Royals? <laughs> <laughs> would, like, would you really be shocked if the Royals Twitter account sent out a tweet that said, uh, "We've got some big news. We've announced we're joining the, the Athletic." athletic. <laughs> Jason, here's why. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I would be afraid that would jeopardize the podcast budget. But, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Doug sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, you know what? I wish I'd thrown that out. And Jason, the only thing we have it annexed, right? <laughs> You're pretty much right. See, we we had not- a whole squadron of of uh, British football slash soccer writers. Yep. Um, got Peter Gammons now. <laughs> got Andy McCullough now. Um, let's think about this. Jorge Soler, sure, bring him, bring him on. Let's do it. <laughs> I bet he can write. And Jason, the, the the number the number that I saw was a billion dollars for the Kansas City Royals. Now I am admittedly a simple man, Jason Stark, but when I hear Rob Manford and others talking about baseball and the future of baseball being in trouble, but then I see a team being sold for a billion dollars. I see Mike Trout sign a contract for nearly a billion dollars in the off season. Those two things don't jive with me. Am I oversimplifying this? Can baseball really be in trouble if this type of money is being thrown around in the business? Well, what do you mean by in trouble? Like, the I, cash register is ringing. Nobody's exactly. denied that. And we're, 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 it's probably going to wind up, by the time we're done this year, with baseball as an $11 billion industry. That sounds good. So they, they know how to make money. That's not an issue. And... You know, the Marlins got sold two years ago for more than this, for $1.2 billion. That's a, that's a franchise with essentially wow. no fans, right? They have a new ballpark with no human beings in it, um, in, a, in a part of town that's really hard to get to. And they went for $1.2 billion. So the Royals, um, a beloved franchise in their community, with a new TV deal on the horizon that's going to double their annual TV media revenues. Um, I think you'll find out at some point that there's a new downtown ballpark that is part of these discussions in Kansas City. So 
Why should be we? Why should we be shocked at this? Really? Really? New downtown ballpark. Interesting. Uh, that could happen with I, the roof. I hope. I'm sorry. Carry on. I hope. I hope <laughs> not. Not my department. <laughs> no. Uh, question for for you, Jason. Off something that I always accepted until the last few years, and now it seems downright odd. And I think it's going to get changed. But um, can you give me what, what you know about the fact that for years and years in baseball, on September 1st, uh, we go from 25-man to bring up everybody rosters. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I never thought about this till like the last five years or so. But it doesn't make sense. And I don't know that I get it. So am, am, I, am I wrong there? And yeah, this is the last year about? of it. Okay. It's, it, this, is the, this is the last year of... of Bring up everybody. Okay. You can still have 40 players in the big leagues in September and then never again. Uh, if I remember right, next year the rule that's supposed to be uh, implemented is 26 players instead of 25 April through August. Uh, the 26th cannot be another pitcher. They're going to limit bullpens and pitching staffs. And then in September... I believe you can only go to 28, although it might be 29. I'd have to check off the top of my head. And it, it's never made sense to play the most important month of the year under totally different rules than the other five months. And, you know, the Yankees have taken advantage of this. Like, you know, they'll have, I mean, I've seen years the Yankees have like 12, 13, 14 pitchers in their bullpen. Uh, I remember Tony Larusa in 2011 <laughs> when the Cardinals had that miracle comeback. I, I I was at a Cardinals game. It went 11 innings, and he replaced seven of the eight starting position players just because he could. Like that's going to change. That'll, you'll never see that again. Yeah, uh, Jason. One more. One more here. Did you bring trivia this week to us live at the Minnesota State Fair? I have. I wish it was okay. like frozen lemonade trivia or Ferris wheel trivia. Yeah, or like breaded trivia, fried trivia. Trivia on a stick. Trivia on a fried. stick. Yeah, yeah. What, before yeah. I ask, what have you guys eaten since you yeah. got there? Well, we've been putting Rami through. This is Rami's first ever Minnesota State Fair, and so we're putting Rami through a blind fried food test every day. <laughs> it's his job to try and identify... Whatever it is, I mean, what he's eating. Yeah. I, I have a very educated palate, Jason. My palate is like your brain when it comes to baseball. So I try, I try to identify, and I'm. It's really awkward. I'm blindfolded. Somebody is feeding me, actually putting food in my mouth. But so far, two for three out here at the state fair. I got a fried ravioli, which I guessed right. I got fried cheese, which I guessed right. And then uh, yesterday, they got me with the fried hot dish. I did not know what that was because I'm new to Minnesota and I'm not that familiar with hot dish. You know what? I, I, when do they give you the fried cardboard? It'll be delicious. <laughs> oh, I would try know. it. Wow, Jason just blew our our. <laughs> oh, with the right with the right dip, why not? Fried shoelace is what it is. Jason, what, what, before we get to trivia, though, what would you say? So we're 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 having conflicting feelings about this twin season, and that this is one of the great seasons in Twins history, record wise, and they're going to break the major league home run record. But I feel like we spend a lot of time disproportionately stressing about the bullpen and the starting pitching and how are they supposed to beat the Astros. So how would you how would you tee up and put into context the way we should be feeling from the outside looking in here as, as Twins fans in this town? Uh, I'm a big believer in enjoy the ride. You know, this the, the, the journey from March 28th to September 28th, it's a long, long road, yeah. you know, and it's it's not always supposed to be uh, stress free. You're supposed to your heart's supposed to pound a little bit, and you're supposed to to be tested. I, I once said this to John Sherholtz, you know, when the Braves were winning 14 in a row, that every year there'd be some team that would come along and test them, and he, he he'd say to me, "I, I don't want to be tested." And that's you. You don't. You don't want to enjoy the ride. You want to go like one forty and twenty two. But that's not happening. It's not the way baseball was meant to be played. Sorry, it's not a sixteen NFL games where your team goes fifteen and one. That never happens. Good perspective from from our guy Jason Stark. All right, let's fire this up, Jason. What do you got to stump us with this week? Okay, let's cue the music. Cue the string section. 
<laughs> there they are. He's conducting. I noticed, I noticed today Mookie Betts is on pace to score 140 runs. Okay. In the 2000s, meaning since 2000, only three twins have even scored 100 runs. You guys really? really have to name those three. That's all. Brian, Brian Dozier is one of them. Yeah. Four times. He comes up a lot in these trivia yeah, questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't he, think... He, he's the Todd Helton of Twins trivia. I don't think Joe Maurer ever scored 100, ever 100. 100 RBIs or 100 runs. So in the 2000s... Oh, Corey Koski. Corey Koski. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Good yeah. one. 2001. Mackie's yep. just putting us Round on the way right now. Here we go. Us to the finish he line, covered Jeff. a large portion. I'm Kirby so, Puckett yeah. Game 6 right now. Yeah, you're <laughs> on that point. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm, not, I'm not commenting on any names anymore until you officially guess them after last week. Yeah, if we curl if we curl it at the end, it's a question. So if I were to say Jock Jones, that's not a final that's answer. That's not an answer. Right. That is not an answer. Right. All right, so we need one more. <laughs> hmm. 2000s twins. Thinking like leadoff hitters in the 2000s. Knobloch was gone by then. Yeah. Knobloch scored 140, I think, one year. Yeah, but he was 130 right. something. Long gone by 2000, right? I mean, did Shannon Stewart ever play enough games to score 100? <sighs> Gomez never got on base. Denard Span, I don't think he scored 100. You don't think Gomez ever did it? Not here. No, it's yeah, like, probably not here. It's like, it's going to be like a Morno or a Tory Hunter. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say is Tori a uh, candidate? Should, to should we go with Tori Hunter? He, he always but, hit like fourth or fifth in the order. Yeah, right. So who was leading off back then? Jack Jones did lead off, but I don't Jack think Jones he ever got not, on base enough. Yeah, I was gonna say he didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's go with Morno. Okay, Justin Morno. <clears throat> I guess I guess we lost okay, game. So that seven. was not curly. It wasn't fried. That was your answer. Yeah. 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 yeah he he peaked at ninety-seven. That's a good Ooh. guess. Close. Joe Maurer peaked at 98. You yeah. mentioned Denard Span, right? 97. Yeah. Jock Jones, 96. Torrey, 94. Hmm. So we didn't get any of these. But you're, you're, you're missing one of the Twins greats. Michael Kadire. Michael Kadire. He, he flashed in my mind, but... 102. Right. I thought he was getting thrown out between first and third too much to score 100 runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael had this weird quirk where if there was a runner on second base and he singled, he would try to get in a rundown between first and second to ensure that the ball was cut off. So he must have made 10 outs a year on the base path, Jason, just <laughs> sacrificing himself yeah. to make sure a runner scored. So, all right. Guy. That's he Jason Stark. Forward, huh? Still playing in the Atlantic League. He's a legend. Iron it. He Player coach, tried to, right, tried to iron him, iron a shirt while still wearing it. That's the legendary <laughs> Luke Ford story. Player coach now, I think. Yeah, yeah he is. Yep. All, All right, right, Jason. Thanks, Jason. See you next week. Enjoy the story, guys. All right. Jason Stark from The Athletic. Baseball and MLB Network. Uh, we'll talk with our buddy Chip Scoggins when we come back and do our annual Gopher football primer and get his thoughts on what's going to happen with PJ Flex Squad this season. In other news, live at the fair in the 5 o'clock hour. I got a good one today. I got a good one today for another news. Nice. I'm wondering if you guys one. came across the same story, but I got a good one in store for you today at 520. I, I got one that you shouldn't sleep on either, Ronnie. <laughs> Did you say sleep, Phil Mackey? I may have. Well, if you're going to sleep on anything, it should be a MyPillow product, and they have some incredible offers for you. That's right. I said offers with an S. As a special thank you for helping make MyPillow so, so successful, they want to offer you seven products at MyPillow.com with a discount using just one promo code NORTH. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special tab on the type right corner, and you'll be directed to a specials page where you can save huge on seven of MyPillow's products just using the one promo code North. Check out these specials, including the MyPillow Body Pillow. Got one of those a few weeks ago, and it is outstanding. Normally $85.68, now just $29.99. And of course, you can still get a two pack of MyPillow Premium Pillows for the all time low price of $69.98. That's just $34.99 per pillow. Huge savings on seven of MyPillow's most popular products, including the original Premium MyPillow and the MyPillow Body Pillow. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener tab in the top right corner, check out all seven great offers, pick out what you want, enter just one promo code NORTH at checkout. Save big now on your favorite MyPillow products. Call 800-620-4439 or that website again, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special tab and enter the promo code NORTH. 
4.46 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download brought to you by Tondrick Financial. And you just heard the Purple Daily promo there. If you missed our announcements yesterday regarding Purple Daily and our Vikings coverage this season here on Score North, here they are again. Alex Boone is joining Purple Daily with Matthew Collar throughout the football season. He'll join Purple Daily every Tuesday and Thursday. He joins our growing list of contributors to that show. Sage Rosenfels will join Monday and Wednesdays. Courtney Cronin on Tuesdays and Myron Medcalf on Fridays all season long, 2 to 4 p.m. every weekday here on Score North. Also, Vikings Vent Line will expand as a weekday show this season, not just after immediately after the games. We'll also have Vikings Vent Line daily here on Score North, Mondays 10 to noon and Tuesday through Friday 11 to noon here on Score North. Your hosts for Vikings Event Line this year, Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey, Danny Cunningham, and Manny Hill throughout the season. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackey and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison. Chip, are you pumped for the expansion of Vikings Vent Line? Are you just going to be calling Judd I was, five days a week? I was so month? excited when I found out that Judd was doing a vent line after a preseason game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he threatened to call in. I, I, I was so going to call in. Well, you would have, have to watch the game and pay attention first. You would have been like the only. We, we discovered this is great on paper, but no one really cares enough about preseason. The Twins lost that night, and people cared about that, so yeah. it worked perfect. It turned into it, Twins it, Vent Line. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Justin. Vacation though, bit like after preseason. Preseason, preseason game number one. Guys aren't even going to make the team. That was the Saints game. Fired up about right. It really turned into more of a tune-up for Judd as a host. Really, right. just I really make sure you it. got the ins and outs yeah, ready exactly. to go. Just, it's like, just a warm-up. It's preseason. Yeah, yeah. 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 Judd's just running through the <laughs> motions. <laughs> it's just a preseason. I played game. a quarter. That gotta was get there. the reps. Gotta get the reps. Play two series. Bob and Bloomington. <laughs> Bob and <laughs> Bloomington. Bill and Blaine. Bill and Blaine. Get your alliteration down. Yep. And then I said, Manny, you take it. I'm done. Yeah, that's it for me. Um, so, actually, Rami and I were talking before the show started here, and, and we're going to get to Chip Scoggin's annual Go for Football Primer, which we do here. It's become kind of a tradition when you join us going back to when we were on in the mornings. Mm-hmm. But Rami and I were talking off microphone, and I think we should bring this to the show here. The Twins are on pace for one of their great regular season records. They're on pace for, like, the second or third best regular season record in team history. They're going to break the Major League home run record. The all-time Major League season home run record, which is amazing and astonishing to me. And yet, and we're guilty of it on this show, you know, you start to get focused on, yeah, but they're pitching and they're not, what if they face the Astros? And at what point do we draw a line and say, this is an amazing ride. This has been a super fun season to watch. Let's just have some fun watching. And this, this came to me because last night during the Twins game or shortly after, I saw Pat, Patrick Royce, going back and forth with a fan on Twitter who was saying 99 wins, and I quote, isn't that great, <laughs> partly because of the division that they play in, because yeah, sure. of weaknesses on the roster. And then today I was, I was at the Athletic and going through their power rankings, and in the paragraph write-up that they have for the Minnesota Twins, it's basically about 200 words saying, just freaking enjoy this. Yeah. Like, stop being so miserable <laughs> and just enjoy this. It's a pretty great season yeah, you're watching. I think it's a couple things. I think more than anything, this – you sort of answered your own question that we're seeing something historic, right? It's probably not going to happen again. They're not going to set a home run record every year. The same, bring everybody back to slime. It's not going to produce the way it is. And so I, I feel like there's like that deep underlying fear that it's going to be for not right. They're going to either blow. They're not going to win the division, or they're going to get in and and you know get killed by the Yankees or the Astros because right? they didn't do enough on the pitching. And so I, I yeah. think there's just been this. The way the first two months, two and a half, three months started, there was this feeling in town. It's like, man, this team might contend for the World Series. Yeah. With this lineup and the way the pitching staff was, was going, and the fact that it's regressed and come back to the mean, I think has created that wow. anxiety of, Look at you right oh now. My right regressed to the mean. Yeah. Jeff Scoggins, analytic guy over that, that, here. That's it. right. You see those big words? <laughs> I, but I think it's created that anxiety. It's like, oh, my gosh, they're good. This historic lineup is going to go for not, and but I, I also think this is pretty freaking awesome, right? I mean, to have relevant baseball in September and a, a team that's fun to watch, good personalities, interesting games, drama, scoreboard watching—that would be my message. Is like whatever's going to happen in the postseason is going to happen, and we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll analyze and criticize and everything at that point, but. It, it's just fun to turn on the 
on a Twins game now and watch it every night. Yeah. I've watched more Twins games this year, I think, than I have the past five years combined. And I don't think sports fans, though, um, it, it's not that you're not enjoying it. It's you're actually engaged and sure. breaking things down, and that's what sports I- is about. So it's not that, that this is not fun, but this team for a long, long time was bad to okay at best. And now they're good, and that makes it fun to look and say, should they have made trade? Should they do, do this? So I don't think it's that people aren't enjoying it, but with engagement comes criticism sure. and breaking things down, which is great fun. I mean, I love this. That's, I think it's the nature of being a fan that, yes. I don't know if everyone's pessimistic, but just the nature of fan is to, to want more, to be worried about something. I mean, I'm sure Alabama or the Patriots fans, I'm sure they complain about things all year. It's like, Listen, you've won Super Bowls and, and national cha- titles. You got the best of everything. And Boston, and they're still more, and they're still probably worried about you know their backup tackle or what you know. Sure. So it's just, I think it's sort of the nature of being a fan. But in this market, we're not used to this. That, <laughs> and that's what I was about to say, Chip. I, I get what you're saying about Alabama fans nitpicking because when you're really good every year, you just want to be great. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a good comparison to keep it in the same sport: the Braves in the '90s, like. Fans stopped showing up for regular season games and said, do something in October sure. if you want us to be impressed or excited. Not to come down on Twins fans and, and say, you, you're not in a place yet where you deserve to act like this, but, I mean, there isn't a lot of success for Twins fans to go ho-hum a 99-win season. Let's see what they do in uh, sure. October. Yeah, I mean, for someone to say 99 wins is... Well, that's kind ridiculous. Of, yeah, that's, I mean, that's absurd considering yeah. they're either new to town or, <laughs> or, yeah. or they haven't oh. been in Minnesota because... Uh, anyone who's been in this town very long understands to appreciate this season for what it is because we've seen the exact opposite for a long time. I think it almost goes to show how many scars are still left from just how badly they did fail in the postseason. I think it'd be one thing if, you know, 2002 they went to the ALCS and then they followed it up and they went to a World Series in there. and they, I mean, it was like 2002 they went to the ALCS and then they won two playoff games the next decade of mm-hmm of good regular seasons. So I, I, I feel like we're still carrying over from that period of Twins baseball how bad they were in the postseason. That and also the perception of ownership, the cheap poll ads, they just have not been out. So whenever something goes wrong, it's, well, cheap poll ads didn't do enough mm-hmm. to address the pitching staff. And so, Should have paid Nelson Cruz more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's, <laughs> They're cutting his pay next year. It, it's, yeah, so it's, I think it's all those things. And But I hope at the end of this people will have gotten more enjoyment out of it than constantly complaining about but I think people, starting rotation or, bullpen or whatever. I think Twitter's a very small thing. Sure, yeah. I, I think people are engaged, and that's fantastic. And, and being engaged does not mean saying, oh, this is all great. And this is, it means criticizing. It means praising. It means they, this allows sports fans to be fans because how many times in the last 9, 10 years have we just disengaged? By this point, we're talking about Vikings. Yeah. We're, we're, if we're talking about the Twins, it's like next year. So I, I honestly think that these conversations, which are great to have, are all about the fact that people can, the majority of people can engage. How's this fan, how's this fan base going to handle October? Brown paper bag, breathing <laughs> into it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to be... It'll be fun, but it'll also be... Uh, you will feel the anxiety in this town. <laughs> I, think big time. I think it depends on game one. If if Burrell starts in game one and gets shelled, they're all going to be like, "I'm done. It's over." But if they yeah. win game one, it's going to get fun. It's going to be yeah. exciting. Man, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, it's it's it's. We don't have a ton of reference points, especially in this current social media era, too, where you can react instantly and you can feed off other people's reactions. The Vikings, the last time they made. The last time the Vikings went into a season and you thought going in, this is going to be a Super Bowl run, was about 10 years ago. There's been a couple mm-hmm. other years where, you know, like they had the 13-3 and year where they did play in the NFC Championship game. But I think halfway through that year, we were all very much able to say, all right, it's, yeah. it's a backup quarterback, and let's just see where this thing goes. Yeah. But this thing, as soon as the Twins came out of the gate, like you said earlier, 40-18, and 18, and it's not even June 1st yet, you're looking at this thing saying, all right, the expectations have changed, and so it's it's a balance of expectations, but enjoying the moment. It's, it's really a life lesson, but really. I, but I also think too, if we're being honest, that when they got to eleven and a half games, fair or not, or realistic or not, people thought they were going to win by 
50 games. And when it got down to zero, the panic meter <laughs> skyrocketed. And so I think there were some of that fed into the anxiety of, oh, my gosh, they're going to run away with this now. It's a dogfight yeah. to the end. And so um, the 11 and a half games probably was not realistic throughout the, the entire season. But it, it's some of the daily, nightly hyperventilation over a bad game. It's like, it's going to happen. They're not going to play perfect the rest of the way. Guess what? There's still going to be a stinker in there or two the rest of the way. It's just going to happen. I mean, it's baseball, right? There's going to be... There's going to be games where your starting pitcher just doesn't have it, Brios, you know. And, and in uh, this case, pretty much every game. Every game, every game. Yeah. yeah. In August, yeah. Yeah. Now we can panic about Brios. Yeah. to panic about Jose. Yeah, let, let, <laughs> we, we can panic about him. Um, but but that's also fun, too. I mean, being on Twitter and watching these games and seeing yes, kind of the – I agree. It's, it's part, of the, part of the enjoyment. Yeah. So you want to hang and sure. go yeah. for primer here Absolutely. when we come back? Yeah. All right. Chip Scoggins from the Star Balls Tribune. primer. The what? Vols primer. Oh, that's right. Chip wants to talk Tennessee football. <laughs> For the next hour, he's going to stick around. All right, we'll come back. Chip's primer. So, so the so the redshirt freshman class at Tennessee, I see them as being real solid. <laughs> Chip Scoggins from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. It's Mackie and Joe with Rami. And by the way, speaking of the Twins, we have been selling all kinds of Twins-related shirts here. And if you want your hands on a Bombas, 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 Ibomba shirt, Bomba Soda, or the All Arise shirts, which all the proceeds go to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. Get over here if you're in the area today. I know we have we have some more shirts coming in, but there might be a period here where you're not going to get your hands on them because we're selling out of these shirts. So come on out. Check out the, the Score North merchandise booth. Open until 9 o'clock every night at the Minnesota State Fair. Before we come back and do our Gopher football primer, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Which, by the way, not only are they a long-time, century-old Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna, holding it down in uh, the southern, southern, southern part of the fringes of the Twin Cities, uh, they are proud supporters of many local sports teams in town here, too. So if you're a business owner and you're a Minnesota sports fan, it's a perfect combination. Go check out at federatedinsurance.com what Federated has to offer you. You can find out about your local Federated marketing representative, or you can find out about the industries that Federated protects. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. You know the grind. Some days it's up, some days it's down. You're taking care of employees and sometimes seeing them more than you see your own family members. You want an insurance company that has your back. You want more than just a policy. You want that face-to-face Relationship Again, it's federatedinsurance.com to find your federated marketing representative. Federated, it's our business to protect yours.